What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Shred Show Live. Episode two today, we had Laura Brandeo on earlier, and now we've got the one, the only, Jonathan Tallinger, if you don't know him. I don't know where you live. You must live under a rock because JT is all over the place in this industry. Every event, everywhere you are, JT is at, and he's always a wealth of knowledge, especially when it comes to the valuation and appraisals going on in, the, in our industry. We're going to get to that here in just a second, but if you're just joining us, make sure you comment hashtag class today. I, I like that hash, hashtag class. That's what we're going with because JT's a classy guy. He's actually dressed down for us. He's usually a suit and tie guy, but he's dressed down and he's hanging out with us today. And guys, if you have questions, we're going to be fielding some questions when it comes to appraisals. We're going to deep dive into this. So if you're joining us live now, make sure you comment hashtag class. But JT, for those who don't know you, I mean, share a little bit about Jonathan Tallinger. How long you been in this industry? How long you been with class? Share a little bit about you. Josh, thank you so much for having me. Um, tough act to follow, Laura. So she's one of my favorites, a great client, great partner of ours. Um, so I'm looking forward to catching up on that one later. And thank you for uh, rocking all the class gear today. Looking sharp, man. Hey, um, you know what, man? We do our best. We definitely do our best. That's for sure, man. Having a lot of fun today. So I've actually done like the, the dress up, dress down, dress back up thing. Um, I, I was in uh, I was in a t-shirt like that yesterday and, and a hat on some of my calls. And, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of in between today. But uh, yeah, so it's been a, a crazy, hectic couple of weeks. I think the whole year uh, has been, has been everyone's been busy, but we're in a whole different type of busy right now. Um, there, there's just so many things changing by the minute that everyone needs to be available, needs to be answering their phones, needs to be... Um, quick to respond to things. Um, I have been at class. We, we started at class as as class appraisal in 2009. Uh, I was the first employee. I helped start the company. Uh, we changed our name about two years ago. So it's kind of fitting more with where uh, we think the valuation space is headed as opposed to just appraisals. But uh, I've been there since day one. I've worn almost every different possible hat there. Um, and, and now I run really the, the relationship growth sales marketing side of, of our business. Um, but so thank you so much for, for having me on. As you know, I'm a, a huge, huge fan of yours, a huge fan of the show. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to, to be able to give any insights or any, any, any info or any updates or any guidance on, on uh, what's going on right now with valuation and, and this crazy market that we're in. Let, let's talk about that because there's a lot of questions. There's kind of a, a lot of uncertainty when it comes to what's going on in the appraisal world, there's a lot of, you know, Fannie, Freddie talk, Ginny Mae, this and that, but there's people talking about, you know, I've even heard so far, and this is where you got to get your facts straight. Ladies and gentlemen, I heard people talking about, Oh, they're doing, they're going to do away with appraisals. Appraisals aren't even needed anymore. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Right, JT. I certainly don't believe so. I'd be, uh, you know, I guess anything could happen, but I certainly, uh, our, our understanding and our, and our conversations that we have, we, we think that, uh, you know, the valuation space is, is, uh, you know, is secure and we're going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be a part of, of, of collateral, um, you know, you know, determining, you know, collateral and collateral risk for, you know, for a very, very long time to come. Um, certainly at class, we've, uh, we've invested a lot in technology and innovation and being part of the changing face of what's going on with collateral risk. Uh, our, our goal and our, and our intent and our investments have been really to help um, you know put money behind the appraisers to help enable the appraisers to um, not be removed or, or being a lesser part of the process, but more so to spotlight them and make them a, a bigger part of the process, but put the tools in their hands 
and give them the resources to be able to provide more efficient, more accurate um, you know, valuations that can streamline things, hopefully save some time to get loans closed faster long-term. I love that. Hey, and everybody real quick, I don't know why, but it says it's still it's live with Laura Brandeo. You guys know we're not live with Laura. We're live with John. We're not sure what happened. We got our tech team working on it. Uh, something apparently happened with Restream.io. But yes, we are live with John Tallinger, not Laura Brandeo. So we're hanging out with JT. So don't worry about it. We'll get we'll get things changed. But so JT, when it comes to the future, I mean, there's so many pieces of technology that have come out. There's a lot of people talking about you know, limited appraisal, appraisal waivers. Um, but how do you, and how is class really responding to everything that's going on in particular? And how, how are you guys being part of the solution when it comes to streamlining the process? And, and what are you guys doing really to help with that? Yeah, good question. Uh, so you'll, you'll, if you haven't heard it already, you'll, you'll hear a lot more of the term bifurcated or bifurcation, you know, in the, in, in the near future or, or as we, as we continue to progress, um, and it's essentially just splitting splitting up the valuation or appraisal process, uh, whether that means that it's the same appraiser or two different appraisers or a non-appraiser you know, workforce working in concert with an appraiser. Um, the theory there is is essentially you, know, you can possibly you have a appraiser in the field with specific tech, specific tools that you know that we have we have helped them build um, and, and specific apps that allow them to go. Uh, more efficiently, more effectively, more accurately go do the field inspection of the house, walk through, you know, there's a, a, a specific type of camera that we have um, called a Theta, a Theta D camera. Um, and, and there's a, uh, a device that we can actually use in concert with an iPhone where the phone actually scans each individual room of the house and it's, it's timestamps and it takes, you know, couple hundred photos of, of each room and kind of captures all the details that are there. Um, and, and the thought, the prevailing thought is we're actually doing this right now with, with appraisers, uh, you know, in, in certain markets and in certain instances, um, the appraiser in the field can go do uh, many, many inspections and just, you know, simply do, you know, a handful of, of field inspections in the day and, you know, send that information securely back to a different appraiser who is, Strictly doing the desktops, who's doing the desktop work, and so the two of the appraisers, uh, the two appraisers working together in concert to, to in order to come up with that with that valuation. Um, and, and there's many different ways that you know that we can we can do that. That's um, already been used very uh, very prominently in like the, the HELOC space right now, but we're we're starting to see that become more mainstream. So um, exciting! There's a lot more there's a lot more uh, tech coming, and a lot more things we're going to see uh, more efficiencies are going to be coming out sooner than later. I would say. And I think efficiencies is one of those conversations that we love talking about tech and like some of this tech, I, I mean, I know I'd heard about these cameras, but these seem like pretty sophisticated devices and they are making things more efficient. They are making things quicker. And I think that's something we can look forward to. Yes, there's, there is concerns about people going into people's homes and I've heard consumers are worried about people coming into their homes and doing these, these, these appraisals. But ultimately that's, I mean, that's what class is all about. That's what you guys do is you, you are looking for innovation. You are looking for new technology that you guys can uh, really work into the industry to simplify the process. And ultimately, 
simplify it for the consumer, consumer or simplify it for the originator. And that's, again, that's really what you guys are focused on. What are some of the things that you guys are hearing in particular at class that you're some of maybe the myths, some of the things that you're like, guys, this isn't true. Like let's squash this right now. This is, this is absolutely not factual. Something that Laura and I talked about this morning is there's so many people saying these things, but what are some of the things that you've really heard that you're like, Hey, let's set the record straight. This is not the case. Yeah, so good question, and, and there's especially right now with everything we have going on with you know COVID nineteen. Um, I think every one of us has probably received you know multiple emails or text messages or calls from people who know someone who knows someone who heard this is going to happen, um, and either that that thing that they mentioned did happen or in many cases didn't happen. Um, so uh, we're we're in a, a big time of a lot of uh, you know uncertainty or you know. Um, I don't, want to say, I don't want to say fake news, but you know, you, you really have to, to to dig through and figure out you know what's fact and what's just noise. Um, so you know, uh, appraisal waivers, for instance, um, I, I can't I, you know I can't give you all the information. I can't I can't uh, I can't see the future and know exactly what's going to happen down the road. Um, but I can tell you right now, like in, in response to to COVID nineteen, uh, you know, we heard early on, well, you know, they're going to just do appraisal waivers for everything. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, Fannie Mae didn't make, as far as I know, did not make any changes at all in terms of appraisal waivers. Freddie Mac did make a slight adjustment where they essentially aligned where with where Fannie already was. Um, so that was a you know just just moving from a certain loan amount to uh, from one one spot to another. Um, but so so you know our waiver is going to put appraisers and appraisals out of business. We don't see that happening anytime soon or or, or at all because the the data that the appraisers are collecting in the field is what's helping to drive that machine that's putting together that data where the you know the, that helps to make those waiver uh, risk assessments. Um, but but certainly you know some of the things that that you know. Uh, we've heard is, hey, are a borrowers going to, from their home, is the borrower going to be able to use their iPhone and, and you know, <laughs> do the picture and scan and, and send it to the appraiser? Um, you never know. Things could happen. Things could change. That, that, that may happen at some point. We don't see that happening anytime soon, at least not long term. Um, right now, there's some things that, that we're putting in place, uh, you know, in response to, to COVID-19 that we can talk about a little bit, um, you know, where, you know, if the appraiser isn't able to physically go and inspect the house, where maybe it would cascade down from a traditional appraisal to a desktop appraisal. Yeah, in that instance, the appraiser still needs to be able to provide a credible report. So they have to gather whatever information they can. If that means calling the borrower or, or the, the, the agent and getting as much information as possible, getting pictures, getting videos uh, from them inside the house, uh, as much detail as the appraiser needs to complete a credible report. Yeah, so um, th those are a couple of things we're hearing right now. And I think it's really, really important for people to understand that human like human interaction and actually getting factual data when it comes to home values is really really important because the last thing we want i mean back back in the crash oh eight seven eight nine you know appraisers were blamed for a lot of the you know oh over evaluation and you know we do, we don't want any of that to happen so there are people like oh we don't need appraisals anymore we're just gonna you know basically state the home the home's value that is not something we want like that is not good for our industry so some of these originators some of these professionals in our industry even i've seen real estate agents talk about it, like oh we're basically just going to be able to write on contracts whatever homes are worth these days because people aren't going to go out and we're not going to have appraisers going to homes anymore that's not something we want like as, as a matter of fact that's a bad thing for our industry what's your take on that yeah, I mean, we, you know, 
at the end of the day, there's still someone, there's still some mechanism where a risk-based decision has to be made. Um, and, and so uh, we're, you know, we're, we're part of that process. We realize that, uh, you know, as, as an appraisal management company, we're just one piece of a big process, but we're a pretty important pivot piece, you know, that, that, that plays a, you know, a crucial role in that spot. So, um, you know, like I said, I don't see that. I don't see massive changes to that anytime soon. And I, and I think the changes that are happening, um, you know, a lot of them are being made, most of them are being made with the appraisers in mind. Not, not, not how can we remove the appraiser, but how can we, you know, more efficiently utilize those, those appraisers. And, and I think that is it is how can we more efficiently utilize them? I don't think we want to get away, get rid of, and I don't think, I love that you mentioned this whole iPhone thing. Like uh, we all love these devices. I'm not, I'm not saying we don't love our iPhones. We love them. And yes, they're very, they're very sophisticated pieces of equipment, but I don't see the world of appraisers or appraisals going in the way of iPhones where you just scan a room. There's some fun apps that I've played with that people have talked about. They're like, Oh, you can learn this square footage of your home. I don't think, Anytime soon, especially like you said, JT, I don't think we'll see full appraisals go in that direction. We need that, that appraiser. We need, again, as we are the advisors and the experts in the field of origination and home loans, appraisers are the, they're the advisors and the experts when it comes to home value. There's so much more than just square footage and this and that that goes into an appraisal. They understand the market, they understand the community, and that's why appraisers are so valuable in the end. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And and again, this is something I have so many friends here locally in Utah that are appraisers that own appraisal companies. And and we've I've, I've had conversations with them leading up to this that I was going to talk to you today. And they're like, Josh, we've never been busier. And now we are working with, with companies like Class and, and other AMCs and companies that we're finding ways to be more efficient. We're finding ways that, again, we ultimately want to be able to work with the consumer, work with the homeowner, because ultimately that's who we're trying to help and we're trying to assist through this process. So what would you recommend for all those originators out there, especially when it comes to the consumer? What education do we need to be getting to the consumer? Because again, there there is a little bit of backup in the process. There's a little, there's there's kind of a speed bump that we have going on. What should originators, how should they be advising their clients? What should they be telling them? What's best for originators to be taking to the consumer right now? Yeah, so there's different ways to look at that, you know, on a macro level and a micro level. Um, you know, in terms of, of what's going on right now with, with, with COVID-19, obviously it's, it's it's having an effect on, on our market. It's having an effect on our economy. Um, you know, uh, fortunately, you know, we're 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 uh, have been considered you know, you know, essential services, so uh, we're able to keep the you know the the wheels moving in, in the in the mortgage in the you know in that process. Um, so we, we are still, for the most part, business as usual. Of course, we're working remote. Of course, we have appraisers taking, you know, extra precautions and um, not going into homes when they don't feel comfortable going into homes. But uh, the, the, the best thing that I can say on a micro and a macro level for originators is to set, set proper expectations up front. Uh, for us right now, things are changing very, very rapidly, even before uh, we started dealing with the, you know, the coronavirus stuff. Uh, 2020 was really kicking off to be a very busy year. Rates were and still are historically low, um, even to the point a couple of weeks ago where applications were were, were so high that, that appraisers were at capacity, lenders were at capacity. So set proper expectations. If you're used to a five or six business day turn time, you know, speak with the appraisal manager company and find out, hey, you know, in my market specifically, in these counties, what are we looking at? So we can set proper expectations. Don't do a, a, a lock that's not going to allow you to 
you know, make sure you have plenty of time to get the appraisal and everything else completed in time and, and have to scramble at last minute. Um, just realize that behind the scenes, we're doing everything possible to make sure that we're choosing, we're selecting the best appraiser for every single assignment, um, the appraiser that's going to be reliable, that we have a good work history with, um, that we know is, is going to have a good quality score when, it, when we get the, 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 uh, the, the CU scores back and, and uh, very, very familiar with the market. In some cases, it's going to take you know, a couple of days longer if we're dealing with, you know, fallout from things that are going on out there. So setting proper expectations is really, really important. The biggest advice I can give other than that right now with changes, if there's if there's any effect on the loan or the appraisal um, or any anything that's that's being uh, put on hold or a stop because of any concern with getting into the house, um, brokers, originators, please speak with your lenders, speak with, uh, with lenders and make sure that, that what you're trying to do, that you're not making a snap decision just to, to try and push to, to not try, trying not to tell the EMC, hey, do this specific product, do this exterior only. Got to speak with the lender and make sure that you know, you know, especially like on a refi, is it Fannie? Uh, who, who holds the loan now? Is it Fannie? Is it Freddie? Because uh, you got to, there's a matrix there. And if you haven't seen it, you guys can reach out to me directly. I'll help talk you through anything, but making sure that we're following that guidance, um, not only from Fannie and Freddie from the agencies, but also from the specific lender that you're working with. That's probably the greatest advice. If you don't know, ask somebody who does. Don't just state it. Be This is where being the advisor, you don't have to have all the answers, especially when it comes to appraisals. You're not the appraisal expert, ladies and gentlemen. Guys like JTR, he's the one that you need to reach out to when you have questions. Reach out to Class Valuation. Find out before you start putting out stuff on Facebook and social media or you're talking to your clients or consumers. Don't just start posting random stuff that you heard on social media. Fact check first, talk to JT, make sure it's correct. And there's so many things like you mentioned, JT, that you you as the originator can make this process go smoother if you know what's going on. And if you're, and I love that you talk about, make sure you're setting proper expectations. Right now, we talk about over-communicate and we, we've always sold that as a value in this industry is, oh, we over-communicate, we, you know, we're experts. Now is the really time to double down, become the expert, Partner with incredible people like JT and class valuation. So you make sure that you have the facts going into those conversations with your consumer. So JT, man, I always appreciate you. You're one of those guys that is absolutely just one of the most knowledgeable and you're a leader. Everybody loves when they get to hear from JT. So we appreciate you joining us on the show for a few minutes this afternoon. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, Josh. And, you know, God bless you and your family and, and everyone out there. And the one thing I want to say, if I can say really quickly yeah. is, um, if you have the opportunity, if you're in a situation where you're, um, you know, we're fortunate right now that our business is still churning. We're going to see some disruption here and there, but you know, if you still have paychecks coming in, um, if you're if you have the opportunity um, to pay people that you that, that may be affected by this, you know, service service providers, um, you know, the guy that cuts your lawn, the guy, the person that plows your snow, um, maybe paying them in advance, you know, uh, people like. The, anyone like that who's going to be affected start thinking about that at a time if there's anything you can do just just be, you know the being the, the good, good human in us trying to do what we can to try and take care of the people around us offer to help because there's a lot of people i think there's a ton of ton of people that are being affected by this um and you know anything that we think class anything we can do to help um you know let us know because certainly this is we're all in this thing together this is a global thing so oh man i that is a perfect place to end, ladies and gentlemen. JT, that is such great words of wisdom because there are so many people who are going to be, we're just starting to see the beginning effects of this. You and I were talking about this. So if you get an opportunity to be able to 
support a local company, support those people who are who have helped you or support you in the past. Now is a, especially we are we are in a very blessed industry, ladies and gentlemen. I know things are chaotic; they're a little bit crazy right now, but for the most part, you know we're still very very fortunate. And if you're one of those people, and, and hey, if you need help, reach out to us. We we have great connections, great people without throughout the industry, and we love to help you guys and everybody in times of need. So with that, JT, thanks so much, brother. As always, we appreciate you being here with us today on the Shred Show. Thanks, my friend. I appreciate it. Guys, as always, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time to go shred. Go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See you soon.